1: Hey y'all,
2: we're back to close out season two and I'm so happy that I get to start off with my indie to jumpstart our closing. I am Randy, one half of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, and this is my indie episode. Now, indie episodes are individual episodes Mikey and I record. It's a way for us to honor who we are as individuals and not just who we are as spouses. Episodes will drop from one of us with our thoughts about a random topic, Today is my turn, and for the first segment, I'm going to talk about quitting my job in October, why I did it, process what I'm doing now, and intend to do in the future. And then finally, I'm going to close out and leave you with a little something something. There is lots of tea to spill and so much catching up to do, and so we're just going to get right into it, and I hope you enjoy. In
0: 2010, I thought I was doing something. And now I'm rapping with a crew or something. I guess the track don't really stick unless he's blowing something. And I never fit the shoe until I do or something. Yo, bracing myself like teeth, boy, it's the same old route. On some new-
2: and I'm back. So, whew, y'all, I quit. And <laughs> what that happened was, was actually a culmination of things. As we all know, we are living in a state of crisis and tragedy in a lot of ways we are in the middle of a global pandemic and because of the pandemic i started working from home back in march it was supposed to be just for a few days because of drew's her daycare was closing for staff development but the school ended up like indefinitely closing for a few months and i ended up working from home and mikey was already working from home and it was fine it was working out fine like it was working and He was working part-time, then he switched to full-time and I switched my hours up and we were making it work in the midst of also like having a lot of anxiety and trying to figure out, you know, ways to entertain Drew and to be like good parents and spouses and people to ourselves and also like how not to get sick, right? So it was a whole bunch of stuff on top of still being in season for the podcast. But around June, I, I think it was around June, I woke up and... I was like, I gotta quit my job. <laughs> I was so tired. One of the the cons, I guess, are the challenges of the pandemic or just being home all the time. Was everybody's sleep is thrown off. Drew's sleep is thrown off. Like nothing, nothing. There's no sense of time uh, being stuck in isolation and quarantine. And we have decided as a family to play it really safe because we have family members who are who are elders we have family members who have autoimmune diseases we have family members who have really bad asthma like if if they get sick and not just like not only just COVID but like if they get really sick it could be really fatal to them and so we've been one of those families that just have been doing very little and it's taken a toll. And while working from home hasn't been great to be home and all those things, it's also just been really hard. And I woke up and I was like, I actually can't do this anymore. But I brushed it off. You know, I wanted to cry and maybe I did cry. I was just so tired. I was so tired. But I was like, this is what black women do. This is what mothers do. This is parenthood. This is life. You gotta work. And It just never occurred to me that I could slash I should leave a job that I liked, you know, that was I had a steady paycheck every two weeks, health insurance, especially in a time of a pandemic, you know, like it just seemed impossible and incredibly stupid to leave a job that wasn't really causing any problems outside of the fact that it wasn't working for my life anymore. It just seemed like a really privileged stupid problem to have and so I brushed it off I don't even think I told Mike like I didn't even say a word I just I just did it you know and that lasted for about two more months and then I was hired by a really close friend of ours to produce their a podcast that he is doing with a friend another friend and I'm not gonna say the podcast because it's not live yet but it is in progress and I was hired to do it And it was really nice. And, you know, sitting on one of their recordings, they were talking about side hustles and how they realized side hustles don't got to be side hustles. Side hustles can be the main thing. And then it was like something clicked in my head. And I realized that, oh, like it never dawned on me that podcasting, podcast editing, podcast producing being a creator in this way could be a full-time job. We never, like it is a full-time job, but to actually have it just be the full-time job instead of like this side gig and or this thing that we do in addition to. And so it really like put a bug in my ear to sit on this call with them and to hear them talk about what they do as creatives and what they do in their day jobs. And, you know, it just inspired me to like do some digging. And so I reached out to Alex at Domino Sound, who we've had on the podcast with her partner, Kenya. And, and I asked her, I was like, you know, it just dawned on me that maybe I could like be making some money doing this for real. <laughs> like maybe I could be doing this, you know, can you help me out with like any contracts? What are you, you know, what are your thoughts? Because she and Kenya have both worked at like major companies, Stitcher Fusion. They've done this, they've done the podcasting thing and they're doing it now with the network. And so she was really open to help me out and it was just nice so like I was still working you know it was just like having a conversation and nothing really happened with that outside of just like looking around and then the same friend who hired me to do his podcast um sent me like this job application which with another podcast company that was looking to hire and so it like spiraled into like oh there's like work out there and I realized that like but before before in in the midst of all of this in the midst of all of this I am still really struggling with this concept of leaving my job and or looking for a job while working at this job. I have a lot of friends that do that are that advocate heavily for looking for a job while you're at a job, even if you like it for money reasons for just growth reasons, all these things. But I felt really treacherous, like I felt like a traitor. You know, there was nothing wrong with my job, per se. My job was pandemic resistant we transitioned to work from home pretty seamlessly money never stopped in fact one of these months we we got a bonus because the work was just you know so good and the client was really happy and we were able to produce overproduce and so it seemed It just I was just like this is like really bad I just I was feeling very doubtful and insecure and not trusting myself and not trusting that this would be a right move but in the midst of all of this, I'm also in therapy. And my therapist really had me on this accelerated track because she is pregnant and due any day. And so she went in saying, as i stated before, that, you know, she was not here to coddle or play games. She's still incredibly kind at things, but she was not like, our sessions aren't like, tell me about your day. Our sessions were really like, <laughs> get into the meat of why I struggle with self-compassion, self-love, self-confidence, you know, Confronting that, really having these hard questions with myself and confronting these issues, not really like a therapist way, but like in a life coach way, it was really intense. (laughs) I, I don't know how to explain it. It was really intense. And she was definitely a good fit for me for what I need and needed. And so she really called me to answer, who would I be if I allow myself to be? Who would I be if I trusted myself? Who would I be if I trusted my intuition? If I I decided to stop being afraid, like who would I be if I realized it ain't always this deep? You know, you can actually choose to do something and trust that you are not alone, that the people who love you, love you, that you will be guided, that you have everything you need inside of you. And it just never occurred to me to think of myself so highly. And- I'm battling all these things in my head, but the problem with <laughs> with like learning and growing and being around people who want you to be better and who want you to actually be yourself is, for me, I realized that like I couldn't ignore my gut anymore. And by September, I realized that like, I actually can't do this anymore. I realized I was doing too much. I was producing one podcast, producing our podcast, co-producing, pushing our shows, parenting, spousing, (laughs) trying to find time for myself. And I was doing too much on top of working my day job full time. And I realized I had to give something up and I'm not giving up my family or my marriage or my baby. And it, it didn't occur to me how much I also, like how adamant I was also about not giving up podcasting and producing our show and working together with my husband and creating like I wasn't doing it I was like I can't give that up either so that only leaves the job and it brought up a lot of stuff for me because I remember how hungry I was <laughs> in 2019 I remember how hungry I was in 2018 like physically hungry I remember how much money we didn't have Wick being on WIC being on food stamps being poor like being under the poverty line and still having to pay rent you know (laughs) you know and still because you know we (sighs) there were there were no handouts you know that's life that's life there was no like people helped as much as they could but people got to eat people got their own families even down to Mikey's mom like she got a whole ass new house she got to pay off like there was no there was just (sighs) we had to work and we had to like we had to suffer, you know, and do without and 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 downsize in a lot of ways. And it caused a lot of shame and guilt. And it was really, really hard. And it took a lot of time away from us as a couple. So where we were only t- together to record the podcast and then Mikey was gone again, either to drive Lyft or to do, do his tech program. And I was back to like parenting a newborn that I had no I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. You know, like I was always on Google and talking to my mom and friends and trying to figure out <laughs> if my baby was okay. And I just remember how hard that was and I just was like this is going to be the thing that's going to put us right back where we were. This is going to like this is going to be the thing and I could not bear the thought of being the reason that we were back in that space. You know, like I should really not poke the bear. Everything is okay. You a little exhausted. That's fine. You know, Like I was just I kept trying to talk myself out of it. I really tried to talk myself out of leaving this job and taking this plunge. But a living body wants to live, y'all. <laughs> like like there's something inside of me. Me, the me inside of me was like, no, actually, you're not about to do that to me this year. We gon' I I got to get out like I could hear her clawing at me like no I actually need you to listen (laughs) I need you to listen and one of the reasons that I was compelled to listen was because I promised God that the next time God told me to leave a job I would listen because I didn't listen last time you know I didn't listen after we miscarried and I stayed at this awful place and stayed there for three more months than I should have and suffered Even though I felt guilty and I felt like, oh, no, it's my fault for getting pregnant. It's my fault for losing the baby. Just do the work. This place is awful, but like, just do the work. This is your, this is your penance. Like, you have to do this. And I got let go anyway. And I was suffering for what? And I told God, I'll never do that again. I'll never do it again. And here I am doing it again, right? And so I reached back out to Alex and I say, hey, (laughs) I need help. I'm scared. You know, like, I, do you think this is plausible? like, what do you, what do you think? What should I do? And she goes, I actually think you need to talk to Nalika. And Nalika is the host of Raising Rebels and also works at Domino Sound. And I think she's the CEO. I think that's the title. But anyway, she's at Domino Sound as well. And I called her, asked if I could call her. We talked because Nalika was a really good person to turn to too, because she was a founder of a school. Her husband worked at Wall Street and they up and picked up their family and moved to Amsterdam you know and like she's all about listening to your intuition and like doing what you gotta do for your family yourself and your peace and so we were talking and she's and I'm telling her all the things I'm telling y'all and she's just like wait I don't understand what's the problem (laughs) it sounds like you already know what you're gonna do you know and it was a really profound conversation she really was she really called me to like, She was like, you know, you're going to have to forgive yourself for falling into this trap. Like, yeah, the job is good, but it's not good enough. And we keep falling for that as a people, as women. Because in theory, in practice, I could have left my job. Mikey makes money now, you know. He makes money now. And it takes me like two checks to make what he makes in one. And two and a half checks, really. You know, like he, like we're okay and... We're we're more okay than we were last year, okay? We not out the water yet, but it's it's not so bad as it was last year in terms of like he ain't driving lift at all, you know. And it's not like, Okay, we need gas. We need twenty dollars for gas, which means you gotta drive four hours, but that's gonna take gas out your cars. You really gotta drive six because they're gonna take a cut. Like it's not this manipulation of money and taxes and trying to figure out how we go you know, like it's none of that. Um and so she was like, and if Mikey's down with it, and he was, y'all, he is. Mikey is the best cheerleader ever known to man. Like, he's just, he's all about the expansion of Randy. <laughs> and I I just, I mean, he's the best. Y'all know. So I had absolutely no problems. Nobody was giving me any problems. It was me. And. And while I found the conversation with Olika to be very profound and helpful, I still wasn't I was I still wasn't convinced. And so not even convinced. I still was looking for something. And so I called my mom. I called my mom and it ended up being like this three way call with my sister. (laughs) And I'm just crying. (laughs) I'm just sobbing. And I'm like, y'all, I'm thinking about leaving my job. And they were like, oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> they were really excited about like this prospect of me leaving the job. And I was just looking at them like they were crazy. I was like, y'all, do y'all remember what 2019, 2018 was like, everything I just told y'all. I was like, do y'all remember any of that? I was like, I don't want to make a mistake. I cannot do this to my family, you know? And they said all the things that any supportive family will say. And I got off the call. And I realized a few hours later that I had fallen back into this trap. My therapist had already called me out on and I already knew that I tend to do when I'm afraid is that I do all this calling and reaching out and texting people and telling people things to get validation, right? Like I want to be affirmed that I'm making the right decision, but even when I'm told that I'm making the right decision or that people agree or whatever, find it, you know, good in quotes, it's still not enough because I have to validate myself, right? I have to affirm myself. But if I, but if I don't validate myself and I do it because my mama said it was okay or Nalika said it was going to be okay or Mikey said it was going to be okay, then if it fails, then I can blame them, you know? (laughs) And I realized that's what I was doing. And I realized that I had to stop that, had to stop it. And I had to do it because I knew in my spirit it was the right thing to do. And shortly after I knew that I was going to quit my job and told my job that I was going to quit my job, which was which just like, like, it was this beautiful conversation. Everybody was so happy. And it just really, I couldn't believe it, y'all. It wasn't this tragic, monstrous thing. No one thought I was a traitor. No one thought I was, you know, like everybody on the job is older than me and so they were like oh we always expect like the young people to like go and do other things you know eventually you know we always are like always rooting for y'all I just it never occurs to me that that was their thought process I got cupcakes a few days after my last day we did a zoom going away party like it was just really nice I, I was able to finish a project and help my team over this like threshold of like our deliverables and it was just it was great but like in between that somewhere in between that time I can't even keep the timeline up I was asked by Domino to edit the last remaining episodes of Raising Rebels this last season that just ended season three. And so I was able to edit like, I don't know, seven, six, seven episodes. And it was so great because I know I love the show. I know the show. (laughs) I know the show. I I understand how cuts supposed to be made and where the girls teams go and all that stuff. And so that was really nice to be hired to do that. And no, I'm not a domino staff you know but I was I was hired to you know finish finish out the season for them in that way and that was really great so this is also what I was doing in the between time and it was nice I was like oh my god and shortly after that when I let everybody know who I had talked to that you know hey thanks for everything you helped me out with I have decided to leave my job I was hired to produce or lead produce the second season of The Color Grade, which is another Domino Sound original podcast. And it's just magical because I was going to go into another full-time position with a completely, you know, different podcast network that I respect and love and actually listen to their shows as well. But I realized that I was like leaving one job to essentially fall back into a trap of this other one. And I realized that it was crazy to and not very smart to go and put all this work and labor into someone else's show when I have my own, you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around having to prove or having to do that whole resume, cover letter, interview thing to prove my value, you know, when I know it. And again, that's such like a privileged maybe like silly thing to say and do, but it just didn't feel right to make all this to do about leaving one job to, go and do like this other job was was which would have been essentially the same which would have essentially left me in like this same trap and so I didn't do it and I feel good y'all and the work is hard and it's challenging what I'm doing it's challenging to be really fully invested in BMM and to actually work out some of the ideas we have for our next season and to think about the things we want to do that we never had time to do but now we have time to do it because one of us can be completely committed to it in a way, and to also work with other podcasts and to lead produce another podcast. It's just it's empowering, and I almost gave it up. Like I almost didn't get to this point, and that makes me emotional <laughs> because fear would have really had me out here looking crazy. Like I really would have been out here just suffering to suffer, when the truth is I really should have. I really should listen to myself and. There is there is a reward for obedience, you know, and while I found it strange that that what I was called to do was to leave a job on a high note, I did leave on a high note, you know, (laughs) to leave a job on a high note. While I thought it was strange that this was something I was like being pulled to do. I listened and I think I listened really because I'm tired of. No, it's not that I'm tired. I'm ready. I'm ready to be myself.
1: When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor is Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm ready to take back every single thing that was taken from me
2: as a kid, Everything, every single thing that's been taken from me over my lifetime. I'm ready to see who this, like, who I could be if I wasn't so damn scared all the time, who I could be if I wasn't trying to be so perfect and make the right decisions. Who who, who will I be if I left the comfort zone and made a mistake? You know, what if I failed better? But you know, what if I failed? And what if I took a risk? And Mikey has been really <laughs> proud because I've done something 2019, 2018, Randy would have never done. I would have never done this ever in my life. Randy leave a job that's not like somewhere she's dying at. no. I didn't even leave my last job. They had to let my ass go. <laughs> they had to let me go for me to leave that job. You know, I but I'm I'm ready, y'all, because I see that, like, I see Drew watching me. I see Drew being herself. I'm so inspired by this toddler. You know, I'm so inspired by what being home with her has forced me to see and has forced me to confront about myself. I'm so inspired by therapy and I want to give myself a chance to trust my intuition. I've been conditioned not to trust my intuition. I've been conditioned to not trust myself and I've been conditioned to not make mistakes and to do my, my damages to not to be very likable because being likable and being good in quotes and being perfect in quotes protected me, protected my body. It kept me from danger. It gave me some semblance of like autonomy in very like hostile situations. it, helped me fly under the radar. It kept me, you know, people thought I was small or maybe they didn't. <laughs> I don't know. But that's what it felt like. People thought I was small. People, no one was, was really, I want nothing to be scared of, you know, or to be worried about because I was just going to fly low because I just wanted to make it. But I want to do more than make it now. And I think that when I woke up in June and I was like, I have to quit my job that was a first thought that was God, you know, that was, that was my spirit. It was like, girl, this is not working. You cannot be your highest self as your therapist keeps trying to beat into you. You cannot be your highest self in this predicament. You can't think straight, you know, you can't create. And I'm a storyteller. I craft and I like to create. And that's what I want to do. And so I quit my job. I quit my job so that I could devote my time To not only my family and my spouse, but to myself, to what makes me feel alive, to what like, I was like mourning it. I was mourning this. Like, you know, I started off all my life. I wanted to write. I wanted to win the Nobel Prize in literature and I wanted to be younger than Toni Morrison (laughs) when I did it. And I like, that was the goal. That was the goal. And I remember reading this old interview for Shonda Rhimes years ago when she was like, that, and that was one of her goals too. And then she said, she realized she was thinking small. And a thought has been occurring to me lately. Like, what have I been thinking small? And I actually haven't written in a few months, not in the way that I used to. And it's because I used to write a lot because of trauma, you know? But as I move into like a healing, a healed Randy, podcasting and audio is what I have fallen into and what I have and what I love, you know, I love hearing people speak and to see what they have to say and sitting with Mike and like being ourselves and it translating. Well, I I just love it. And I just want to give, give space to things that I love and give myself a chance. Thank y'all for listening to this episode I'll leave you with this. There's this quote that was going around on Instagram a few days ago. And it was like, not shrinking, not sorry. And it just stood out to me. And so that's that's what I'm going to leave you with. Not shrinking, not sorry. I don't know who said it, but it was floating around on the social media. And thank you to whoever put it out there because we ain't doing that no more. It's time to give ourselves the space to be ourselves. For ad-free and edited episodes, as well as exclusive, early, and extra content, join us at Patreon.com/slash marriage. You can also join Patreon if you're interested in in um in supporting this new investment in ourselves. We'll be doing all types of things over there for season three, and as we prep for season three, and we're really excited about it. So, if you want to support, if you want to show like your hooray, that is a monetary way that you can do so patreon.com slash black millennial marriage the black millennial marriage podcast is in domino sounds network still submit questions or feedback for the next solo episode email us at blackmail at gmail.com or leave a voice message at 770-750-4098 that could be featured on a future episode let me know what you think about this episode y'all i'm really interested to hear your feedback and to hear your thoughts y'all know i'm good for responding So shoot us an email. Be sure to also check out our website, www.blackmillennialmarriage.com and follow us on social media platforms. On Instagram, I am Randy, four I's, three E's, I I I I E E E E, And on Instagram, Mikey is Mikey underscore XXI. On Twitter, we are at underscore the Chapman's. Thank y'all again for listening. As always, be blessed, don't settle, and fight clean. Peace. time I get back, get back, we down. Oh God, get back, get back, This be
0: the fourth year in the promised land. Watch it.